Welcome back for another Friday Five episode here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, wishing you a happy Friday and a happy February. It is Friday, February 2nd, to be precise, and we've got a lot of news to cover this week. First up, at number one, a recurring topic that we cover here on the podcast, interest rate changes made by the Federal Open Market Committee after they hold their policy-setting meetings. Once upon a time, we used to update agents about these changes two or three times a year at most, and we typically didn't see too many drastic changes. We usually had a pretty good advance idea of what was going to happen, and I think we're starting to get back into that more familiar territory. But we've still got a ways to go in battling inflation and getting interest rates down to what they used to be pre-pandemic. In their first rate-setting meeting of 2024, the Fed announced they would hold interest rates steady, keeping rates between 5.25 and 5.5%. We've been holding steady at these numbers since last summer. And I feel like I can't mention interest rates without also highlighting the Consumer Price Index. For December 2023, those numbers were up 3.3% year over year. And another measure of inflation that we haven't mentioned before here on the podcast, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, or PCE for short. If you're wondering what the difference between these two gauges are, I was too, I won't get too deep in the weeds with all the differences here. I think the most helpful distinction the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics makes is that, quote, CPI sources data from consumers, while PCE sources from businesses, end quote. If you'd like to learn more about those differences between the CPI and PCE, we will have the link for you in the notes, along with the links to official numbers from December. As far as whether or not we'll get a rate cut at the next meeting, scheduled for March 19th and 20th, Fed Chair Jerome Powell said, quote, I don't think it's likely that the committee will reach a level of confidence by the time of the March meeting to identify March as the time, but that's to be seen, end quote. So once again, we are filing this under wait and watch. Number two. On Wednesday this week, Cigna announced plans to sell their Medicare business to HCSC, short for Healthcare Service Corporation. The deal is valued between $3 and $4 billion and includes Cigna's Medicare Advantage, Cigna Supplemental Benefits, Medicare Part D, and Care Allies lines of business. The deal will take some time to move through closing talks and regulatory approvals, but is expected to close by Q1 of 2025. If you're contracted with Cigna through Ritter Insurance Marketing, you should have received an email letting you know about this change. And of course, I do want to reiterate the message from Cigna in that email here that, quote, Nothing changes for you or how we work together as a result of this announcement, as our businesses and HCSC remain separate companies until closing, end quote. So for now, there's nothing to report except the news of the acquisition, 
As the situation develops, we will continue to bring you new information. Number three, following up on one of our mentions from last week, the House of Representatives did indeed pass H.R. 7024, the tax package that would revise child tax credits and includes some tax breaks for businesses. The legislation was a bipartisan effort that passed 357 to 70 and now moves on to the Senate for consideration. Number four, it's still too early to tell if Instagram Threads is indeed the new Twitter, but the download numbers are looking good, and they've recently been on the increase. In December 2023, the Threads app had 12 million new downloads in the App Store, which earned it the number four spot on the list of most downloaded apps. The Google Play Store reported 16 million downloads, with Threads coming in at the number eight spot there. And then if you combine the downloads from both app stores, Threads came in as the sixth most downloaded app with 28 million downloads, And probably important to point out, those are all new installs. So some good news for threads. Usage seems to be picking up. And if you're on threads, you can follow along with me at the Sarah J. Rupel. And I've heard a rumor that we might be launching a Ritter threads account. So stay tuned for more info on that. Moving on to number five and our biggest story. Kids and social media. Toward the end of last week, an interesting bill passed through the Florida House of Representatives. 106 representatives voted to confirm the bill, while 13 reps opposed the legislation. HB1, entitled Social Media Use for Minors, proposes a new age limit for social media use. The legislation would prevent social media companies from allowing users age 16 and under to create new accounts. Existing accounts of those age 16 and under would be terminated. Age verification would be required for account holders, and probably the most interesting stipulation, no parental permission exemptions. Similar moves have been made in Ohio and Utah and a few other states. Those attempts were almost immediately met with legal action. And while it might seem odd to make the move to push this legislation at the state level, bill sponsor Fiona McFarland said, quote, This legislation would be far better served to be done at the federal level, but I cannot wait for others to act when I have a tool at my disposal to protect our teens and Florida's future, end quote. Fast forward to Wednesday this week, when the CEOs of Facebook, X, TikTok, Snapchat, and Discord appeared before the Senate Judiciary Commission to testify about protecting young users of their platforms. With their testimony came renewed attention to the Kids Online Safety Act, which was first introduced to Congress in February 2022 and then reintroduced in May 2023. In December 2023, over 200 organizations sent a letter asking Congress to take a look at the legislation first thing in January. And here we are, 
on February 2nd. Now, the Kids Online Safety Act, or COSA as it's been abbreviated, broadens the scope of what was proposed in Florida's HB1. COSA would apply not just to social media platforms, but online video game platforms, messaging applications, and video streaming services. It would protect children's data and not allow, quote, individual specific advertising to minors, end quote. Online apps and services used by those under the age of 18 would also have to have the highest safety and privacy settings turned on by default. In that hearing on Wednesday this week, Microsoft, Snapchat, and X made statements supporting COSA. While some of the other tech companies have praised the efforts behind COSA, stopping short of endorsing the bill. COSA aims to do quite a lot, and with the passage of HB1 in Florida, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. We'll be linking to the text of both of those bills, Florida's HB1 and the Kids Online Safety Act, so you can read through those and see exactly what's included. And of course, we'll be linking to a few other related resources with plans to keep watching how this story develops, and we will definitely report back. But for now, it is time to enjoy the first weekend of February. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And thanks for listening today. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. 